thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. There's a fascinating piece of research that came out this week and it focuses on charitable giving. Who are the countries that uh, are in the top 10 and that do give and have great charitable giving? Well, there have been some drops out of the list and some increases moving up in the list. And uh, the CEO of Charities Aid Foundation, Southern Africa, Jill Bates, is on the line. There is this global study showing how COVID-19 has upended charitable giving. Jill, thank you so much for joining us. A very good morning to you, Michelle, and to your listeners. And thank you so much for having me on. Jill, I must say, I found this very interesting research because what it demonstrated was that the countries that we assume and this is an assumption, the Western uh, United Kingdoms, Netherlands, USA, Canada, Ireland, they all dropped out of the higher rankings of giving. And number one is Indonesia. I wanted to ask you, where, where does that come from? What do you think is going on when you look at that list in relation to COVID? Michelle, I think your, your observation is absolutely spot on. Uh, we've been conducting this research for 10 years now globally, and you're quite right. The countries with the, the deepest pockets or the most developed, with the, the most developed economies typically hold the top 10 slots. Um, so the United States, for example, has held the number one position for many years. Um, and this year, uh, the U.S. fell from number one to 19 out of 114 countries. And as you said, other fallers included the U.K., Ireland, Netherlands and Canada. So those strong economies saw a very, very sharp dip uh, in their giving behaviours. Um, but interestingly, um, African giving has remained Increase. either constant or is growing. I saw, in fact, that South Africa has gone up on the list in terms of giving. You're absolutely right, Michelle. Uh, last year, South Africa came in at number 45, yeah. and this year we came in at 21, which is a significant growth um, in our charitable and philanthropic and generosity behaviors in South Africa. So we were absolutely amazed by those findings because obviously our country, along with the rest of the world, has been hit particularly hard um, by the global pandemic, uh, it, you know, the, the fault line. Jill? Were there prior to COVID. Okay, sorry, we lost you, you for a moment there. Jill, one of the things, I mean, I mentioned Indonesia, which of course is grouped in the lower middle income groups in the world. And I wondered if there was a correlation between religion and giving. And the reason I say that is obviously um, uh, Indonesia has a very strong Muslim community and uh, there is that um, concept of, I think it's called zakat, uh, in uh, uh, Muslim culture, Islamic culture. Is there a correlation in some of the research that you've shown? Michelle, yes. Again, you are quite correct. Um, Indonesia is very much faith-driven um, in respect of uh, generosity patterns. Uh, the same is for uh, Myanmar, um, who, who are likewise faith faith-driven. Um, they, they are predominantly a Hindu country. Um, so we saw that faith-based giving is really, really is a great motivator. Um, and secondly, people really just want to give to, you know, relieve poverty. People really just want to help those desperately in need. It's kind of interesting that you mentioned Myanmar because we know that they have such huge... Um, 
uh, human rights uh, against the Rohingya people, human rights, uh, what am I saying, Uh, negative human rights activities against the Rohingya people, and yet they're still a country of, of, of massive giving. Absolutely, and they have remained so for years, despite you know the political um, unrest and discontent in that country. So these findings have really been incredible. But I think you know it's a celebration for Africa, Michelle, Um, and we are seeing that the the gap between the global south and the global north is uh, is closing, and that's amazing to see that that we do not need to look to the west um, for solutions and for help. You know. just um, so when we talk about giving, how is it defined? It's a lovely question, Michelle. Um, when we talk about philanthropy, I think most people think about, you know, the Bill Gateses and the Warren Buffetts of the world. And really giving um, means just helping anybody in any way that you can. So, for example, if you help a stranger, if you donate a bit of cash to a charity of your choice, or you volunteer your time, um, or you donate goods, uh, that is what is defined as giving. And interestingly, our research has also shown, Michelle, that proportionately poor people tend to give more. Yeah. So we're, we're understanding this in the context in our country um, of the practice of Ubuntu, which has been practiced for generations, um, as well as the, the, the practice of black tax, uh, which, which carries on uh, and is not measured or recorded. But that is an act of philanthropy, reaching yeah. out and helping another, even if it is in your family, that makes you a philanthropist. And I think this is really a celebration for, for South Africa, you know, given the dire position we find ourselves in as a country. People have still opened their hearts um, to those less fortunate than themselves. I mean, one has to assume that, like, we do extremely well because of the likes of something like the Gift of the Givers. I mean, their massive support and response. Indeed. And in fact, CAFSA works very closely with Gift of the Givers because during the crisis, a couple of our corporate clients came to us and said, we've got hand sanitizers. Yeah. Help us help us move the stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we immediately contacted our friends at Gift of the Givers and we moved tons of, uh, well, Gift of the Givers did. Um, and, and CAFSA as the intermediary, that's really where we play. We link you know, donors to charities. And we partner with organizations like Gift of the Givers. And it went like clockwork. We were able to deliver hand sanitizers to elderly people standing in very long queues uh, for for their grants. And obviously those elderly people would have been very vulnerable um, without hand sanitizers. So, you know, in this this current climate, we've learned that collaboration is king, Michelle. We have to put aside any considerations of of ego or competition. We need to collaborate to join hands. Um, Everybody must play their role, whether it's government, the corporate sector, civil society and philanthropy. Uh, Now more than ever, we need to be standing together. Who had the lowest score on the list? Uh, The lowest score on the list, interestingly, was Japan. Japan. Yep. That's it. They yep. give they have the least giving. Yeah, they were the, one of the top fallers, followed by Portugal, Belgium, Italy, South Korea, Morocco, yeah. Lebanon, Pakistan, France and Latvia. They were the top fallers.
Wow. Well, Lebanon, and, one can almost understand. Yes, I mean, the, the it's it's life there. You you can barely look after yourself. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But the other very interesting uh, thing that we saw in the research is that you are most likely to be helped by a stranger if you find yourself in Nigeria, Cameroon, Zambia, Kenya, Uganda, or Egypt, which wow. we, we thought was absolutely incredible. And we're also seeing um, that volunteering, which we thought would have taken a hang of a knock yeah. um, because of the lockdown, um, people just pivoted to virtual volunteering. Yeah. And we've seen such a spike in volunteering. We are now looking at skills-based volunteering. And we've realized you know, that the corporates possessed really scarce, scarce skills, you know, such as engineering, math science, accounting, and NPOs need that, that kind of uh, assistance in respect of, uh, you know, getting themselves uh, being, you know, fully well-governed um, and in compliance. Yeah. So we're linking those com- companies to those charities because we also found during the lockdown that there was uh, a huge surge um, of money coming into CAF for distribution to charities, yeah. um, but those charities were not grant ready. Yeah. You know, as our charities need to be validated. We need to make sure that they're a going concern, yes. um, that all their paperwork is in place. And one of the lessons we learned was we had the money, but the charities were not grant ready. So now a large part of our work is, is focused on linking the corporates who, who have incredible skills. Um, and that skills transfer can, can pass to the charities who then get validated and placed on our database. Um, and we, you know, we are part of a global alliance, Michelle. So, you know, we are involved in cross-border giving with our colleagues in America and in Canada and the UK. Yeah. Um, so we are eligible for, for example, a donor who is sitting in Washington, who may be an ex-South African who wants to donate money back home. They can do that through Cap America, who will we grant to Casper, and we will grant them to the charity uh, that That's- is vetted. Fantastic. Jill Bates, CEO of Charities Aid Foundation in Southern Africa, and as I said, a global study showing how COVID-19 has completely shifted who is giving money. And I'm delighted to see that South Africa has shifted from 45 to 21. We are the 21st most giving country out of 114 countries. It's really good to hear that. 755.